This is I Have Some Notes Side Notes Edition. I Have Some Notes is part of the Alberta Podcast Network powered by ATV, and I know what you're thinking. Why am I listening to Greg Beaver's voice? He's not podcast host material. First of all, ouch, that hurts my feelings. Second, you're listening to me because I Have Some Notes is still on break, meaning the rest of the gang isn't here to give you the usual intro, outro, ad reads, yada, yada, yada. So for now, you'll have to put up with me. The good news is I can tell you that I Have Some Notes will return from break in just two weeks on October 1st. Uh, We're still ironing out uh, which movie we'll be fixing, but I guarantee you'll be a good one. And by good, I mean bad. Anyway, let's get to the bonus content in which Colin Scott, myself, and our guest Brandon Schatz all talk about Jean-Luc Picard a whole bunch, then leave you with some TV show recommendations. Take it away, me! Now's the portion of the podcast where I bring up Star Trek. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's the Star Trek moment. Insert sponsorship here. <laughs> Waiting for that sweet Star Trek discovery <laughs> from Paramount. <laughs> Brought to you by the Edmonton Community Foundation, probably. <laughs> um, so I, my, my first thought was to ask you, and I will ask you guys this, like what pie in the sky... Um, upcoming project are you most looking forward to but i wanted to ask scott directly what you think of the uh, upcoming proposal to do a new uh, jean-luc picard tv series so rick is asking me this rick is asking me this because uh probably of my online answer to it which uh, <laughs> remains consistent with my current answer to it which is i have great trepidation because uh, I saw what they did to Jean-Luc Picard in the films. <laughs> and uh, it is canon. I have some notes that I do not care for that. Um, and I'm, I'm worried that this is a case of... Um, this is a case of getting more of something you like and it not really being what you want. That more is not necessarily better. We, we had a great run with Picard in... Uh, the TNG series, and I don't know that we really need to see him come back. And I'm I'm not discounting the possibility that they might do something great and that it might be a fantastic series. And I'm I'm not saying that I'm not a little interested to see that Patrick Stewart is coming back as Jean-Luc Picard for a potential new Star Trek series. And they might have a great idea for it. Um, but... I have great trepidation because I have seen what they have already done with the character since the TNG series, and it hasn't been good. One of the reasons that a lot of TV series end is because, especially, you know, an 80s TV series like uh, Star Trek that did, you know, 24 to 26 episodes a season. That's a lot of stories. Mm -hmm. And after seven seasons of that... um, you kind of run the gamut on the stories that you're going to be able to tell with those characters. Um, Bill Watterson, the the creator of Calvin and Hobbes, said when he um, decided that he was going to end Calvin and Hobbes is that he simply just decided that that he didn't have any more stories to tell of Calvin and Hobbes, and and you know he had a great ten year run with that comic, and uh, and because he wasn't beholden to any sort of like studio or crazy executive, he was able to just put that to rest and it exists as this perfect thing that is brilliant for what it is all encompassed in Calvin and Hobbes. 
And wouldn't it be great if <laughs> if fans didn't exist <laughs> and they were and they wouldn't clamor for these kinds of uh, reboots that you know typically um, never work out? Like I can think of any number of um, canceled TV series that wasn't as good when it uh, when it came back. Uh, or any number of rebooted project that uh, wasn't, you know, wasn't as good when it came back. Like, you know, like it, all these sitcoms that they're bringing back after, you know, 20 years, like um, Full House, Will and Grace, Roseanne, all these things. Like they existed in the time that they existed. And isn't that isn't that OK? Is that, do we have to uh, do we have to see it all again? And I really don't know what. um what we're going to do with Picard now? Like, is he going to be like teaching at uh, Starfleet Academy? Is he I know exactly what I want? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want Baywatch nights starring Jean-Luc Picard. <laughs> That's what I want. You want Jean-Luc Picard hunting vampires? It works with the Star Trek stuff kind because of. there's, there's aliens and, and whatnot. So he just has, a private investigators. Oh, license. you would end up being Dixon Hill. Here's <laughs> that'd be amazing. Here's my le- my yeah. legit thinking of what they could do with it. it is kind of in line with yours, except mm-hmm. it's Jean Luc has uh, retired from Starfleet. Yeah, and he's now a full time archaeologist, mm-hmm. and he goes from planet to planet. Solving archaeological mysteries, and like every episode, you could have an old member of the TNG cast show up to help him out on that particular mystery. Uh, you could have him; you could pair him up with Vash. Yeah, that would be hilarious. Uh, which would be I was cool. Just thinking that, um, and and then you just like you get to explore a different facet of his character that was only kind of touched on in the original series. Yeah, you get him out of Starfleet, so you also get an opportunity to kind of explore something other than Starfleet in mm-hmm. a Star Trek series. I think that would be neat. That would be an interesting evolution of the character that I wouldn't mind seeing. If it's just Jean-Luc is captain on another ship, no, I don't care. Like, I don't want to see that. I've already seen that. Yeah. And you already ruined it but in the you, movie. And I also you know, don't think he'd agree to that kind I, of project. I, I kind of hope I, I kind of think he yeah. would. And I kind of I kind of think that's exactly what they're planning on doing. Um, I, I, can't, I can't see them straying that far from the Star Trek formula. For a Star Trek series, just what I've um, seen partly, from uh, from Patrick Stewart lately, though he seems to not be into something unless he just he really wants to do it. That's why I liked Crazy Grandpa uh, Professor X in the Logan movie. Yeah, he's yeah. making Patrick Stewart money now, so he's exactly allowed to, he's allowed to pick his projects. Uh, yeah. yeah, like I could see like okay, so um, Paramount has never been a great steward of Star Trek, Mm-mm. and. I really don't see uh, executives at Paramount greenlighting a series in which, um, like greenlighting a Star Trek series where they're not really doing Star Trekking, where you know. But on the other hand, I can't help but wonder if they would be willing to greenlight it because Patrick Stewart is coming back to do it, uh, and they and they're willing to take a risk based on Patrick Stewart playing Jean Luc Picard and that being enough of a hook for. And people. my other. My other reason why I think it would be something else entirely is because they're looking for their own shared universe thing. And so this gives them an excuse to do something because all of these exist in this weird chronology. There's no crossover things. There's no, let's explore all this space in in these different ships. Womp. But 
if they are now exploring this universe, that's such a rich tapestry that they have that they can now have this known character be the gateway into exploring what well, they have. Well, and and plus, you get an opportunity to explore some of the backstories of some of the alien races. If he's mm-hmm. doing archaeology, you can do a story about ancient Klingon history. You could do a story about ancient Romulan history. You could do a story about ancient Cardassian history, and you could add a little more depth and complexity to some of these aliens that are popular, that people you like. You know, I, I think I would be more on board for this if the original um, pitch for... Um, Star Trek Discovery is what they ended up doing, which was to make it an anthology series. So if if this season was just like an anthology season of what's happening with Picard now, I'd be like, all right, I can get down for like six or 13 episodes of that. And then, you know, another another series is like we would get Captain Worf and he would and Michael Dorn would be super down for that if we if we got Captain Worf. Only if Captain Worf is captain of a Klingon ship. And then you get to see, and then you get to see, uh, uh, like thirteen episodes of how a Klingon crew works, yeah, and the kind of adventures that they go on. Um, and then you could do a, you could catch up with Riker on his ship in another series. That would I wouldn't mind that actually. I legitimately wouldn't mind like little a little anthology series catching up with some of the existing Star Trek characters, 10, 15, 20 years later. And I think it's probably possible too, because so Greg asks, so kind of why this is happening. And I think so. There, there, the Star Trek moment, then there's the, the Hollywood business moment. Is um, is you know CBS has their has their they're kind of pumping out this their kind of video on demand product there. Like I think because that's where Discovery yeah. is. Yeah. Discovery you can only find Discovery on this on this product. Correct. Plus you've also got so you mentioned like the you know the Roseanne reboot and stuff like that. The Roseanne reboot was like the highest rated like non sports TV show in the states before. It came crashing down, uh, and they're even and they're still going to reboot that without Roseanne. So, so Hollywood kind of looking at it, saying, "Okay, so CBS looking and saying, okay, uh, we need to put a bunch of stuff on this streaming only platform to make some money off of here." Uh, looks like these 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 TV, these old TV show reboots are kind of doing well. What can we grab? Hey, Patrick, are you interested? Yeah, you know, and I'm sure I'm sure the commitment from him isn't like I'm sure they're not planning to. It's like, okay, we've signed you for sixty episodes. Like, it's like, has there been any details of as of for how many they're doing? I don't know. Like, like ten, thirteen, like, and yeah, maybe that's the that's the trial balloon of let's try it with Sir Patrick Stewart, and then maybe they actually go in and if it's, that's received well, maybe they do the other characters. Was Discovery now? Here's a here's my question for you, Star Trek nerds. Uh, was Discovery received well by the Star Trek community? I think it was a bit of a mixed bag. Okay, I, I there was there's definitely there was there was a lot there for uh, there there's a lot that that changed um, what Star Trek is in, in that show that uh, that was not received well, but there was also a lot of like uh, a lot of really good nods, and eventually the show kind of moved its way slowly into like a, a, so a it's, real so Star it's, Trek. So it's, show. so it's been received better than the J.J. Abrams version. I think I, th- I would argue it's been received about the same. <coughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I think. Um, okay. I think if I was gonna like, as far as the TV show is concerned, I would say that it's probably above Enterprise, but below everything else. <laughs> right? Is that okay. is that fair? I, I think that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Discovery definitely has its defenders and its super fans, but there's just as many like old school Star Trek fans who are like, nah, not my Star Trek. And I really find that people who haven't watched Star Trek really like it. Yeah. Okay. okay. I, I, that's I what mean, that's, see, that's probably from, exactly yeah, story, what, yeah. uh, what um, uh, CBS was going for is they were, 
they were looking to reach a broader audience. And, you know, it's, it's highly serialized. There's lots of action. And, and, and for real hardcore Star Trek fans, like, you know, action was never, was never the, the thing that we loved about Star Trek. Mm-hmm. The, the thing we loved about Star Trek was putting characters in very tough, complicated, moral uh, quandaries, you know, difficult, difficult situations for them to get themselves out of. And, you know, I mean, you can argue, obviously, Deep Space Nine had a lot of action, but I would say that that was probably the worst part of Deep Space Nine. Hey, it's Greg Beaver again, interrupting your bonus content with a bonus ad. Yay! I want to tell you about Otherwise, a variety podcast dedicated to empowering diverse communities living on Tree 6 territory by sharing the stories of our lived experiences. The show strives to highlight our collective ethnocultural linguistic diversity, whew, that's a mouthful, and heritage, reflect on uh, who we are as a city, and bring about positive social change. Otherwise is launching on September 28th, and you can find it at otherwiseshow.com. Uh, anything else people just want to toss on the table here before we wrap it up? Uh, recommendations, maybe things you sh- should not watch, that sort of stuff. Um, watch, watch or do not watch. A few recommendations I have. I think if you haven't already, um, check out The Dark Tourist on Netflix. Um, uh, it is actually, I think me and uh, Scott were uh, discussing this, it is, is, it is sometimes a tough watch because... <laughs> Um, the, uh, the gentleman, the host, what's his name again? Um, um, Sir Patrick Stewart. Sure. Let's go with that. (laughs) Sir Patrick Stewart goes on dark tourist adventures. Sometimes he gets into, uh, these, uh, uh, situations where it's, um, you know, there's, there's, um, animal sacrifices and things like that. And it's a little grisly. Um, there was also one episode where he meets real vampires who drink real human blood right off of uh, a, a real human. So that was uh, that was very sure. interesting. But it is it is a fascinating show and and um, an interesting look into some seriously uh, 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 you know dark subcultures. I've been watching shows on food. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, I will recommend uh, a couple of shows. Um, if you haven't watched uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, yep. Jerry Seinfeld, uh, quite enjoyable. Uh, we've been using that for some LOLs. Also, the Joel McHale show with Joel McHale. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, been a lot of funny. And also, uh, I would recommend this to everyone. Um, there is a show called uh, Somebody Feed Phil. Uh, it stars the guy who created uh, Everyone Loves Raymond. His name is Phil Rosenthal. Oh, that, yeah. That's basically his claim to fame, and he just travels to different cities uh, eating food and just having a good time. And that's it. Have you guys watched Nailed It as well? I think I watched an episode of Nailed It. Nailed It. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Nita loves Nailed It. It's uh, it's a great it's, cooking it's a show. show. It's a show about cake fails, basically, yeah. if you yeah. haven't seen it. Um, there's also another cooking show on uh, Facebook that we... Or Facebook. No, it's not on Facebook. <laughs> it's on Netflix. <laughs> no, uh, that's called... What is it called? Sugar Rush. We uh, we we went through that quite quickly, just because the nailed it seasons were so so short. Um, and I I do really like competitive cooking shows for whatever reason. That's just somehow it's my jam. And uh, yeah. and uh, Sugar Rush pleasure. is a good one of those. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Brandon, I would recommend watching Lucha Underground. All of it. Um, it is a super weird serialized wrestling show. Okay. Mm. However, uh, it's. Its hook is basically it is, it is like 
B-movie schlock. So all of the backstage segments are cinematically filmed and and lit and and whatever. And the whole storyline end, ends up being about like uh, these weird tribes and these weird gods and people get murdered all the time by oh, weird man. cage monsters. And uh, there's an actual dragon. Uh, there's a time traveler. There, it's it's like if Mortal Kombat was a wrestling show. Was like ac- and actually real, really happening. Yeah. There's undercover cops. Oh man. There's like, it's amazing. Where is this? Where is the there's, show? You can watch it on Netflix. Oh, there's there we a go. character. There's one of the luchadors is Phoenix, and he is the man who cannot die. And it was inevitable that he would end up in a feud with Mills Muertes, yes. the, the master of a thousand deaths. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they have a casket match, and it's glorious. Oh, and when you get thrown into the casket, uh, sorry, sorry, technically it's a grave consequences match. Yes. Uh, which is uh, distinct enough from the copyright. Um, <laughs> you actually die. You're dead. Oh. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> also, they it's, jump off of really tall shit. Oh, yeah, because they're luchadors. It's it's actually, I have seen it. I have not seen enough of it, and I need to get back into it. And cool. it is it is solid. It is a solid and very different kind of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Scott, recommendations. Uh, you guys actually have recommended all the stuff I've recently been watching <laughs> no. on Netflix. Uh, so I'll, I'll, recommend, uh, I'll recommend some YouTube stuff. How about? Uh, it is called Binging with Babish. Uh, that's the channel, uh, B-A-B-I-S-H. Uh, he is uh, a chef, basically. And what he does is he makes food from television shows and movies. So if, you, if you've if you seen, like, one episode, he makes the cannolis from Godfather. And on one episode, he makes the cheesy blaster from 30 Rock. Uh, mm-hmm. So he takes food from, from shows and movies that you've watched and he makes it for real, as close to what he thinks the recipe is for what you see in the thing. And then usually he'll make it better his own version, because the real version isn't actually that spectacular. Yeah. And it's actually pretty good. It's really quickly done. It's all like kind of like this stop motion uh, cooking. So it's it's really quick. It's easy to follow. He kind of walks you through the recipe. And he has uh, kind of a sub-channel within where he does basics of cooking, too. So you can actually learn how to make the stuff he's making. And it's actually... Pretty funny and pretty fun and pretty instructional all at the same time. So a little bit of edu- cooking edutainment for That's you. That's awesome. Cool. I will rec- you make an, recommend a, a YouTube thing as well. Um, if you are into video games at all, um, I recommend checking out uh, the GDQ channel, which is the Games Done Quick channel. They uh, It's um, uh, twice a year they have a, a marathon. Uh, for, it's for charity um, and they for Doctors Without Borders. Yeah, there's some uh, one just recently wrapped. Up. Yeah, where they they collect the uh, 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 some of the world's best uh, speedrunners and uh, basically do a big live stream and they archive it all on their channel. And um, if you're not into the world of speedrunning, um, it's a really good um, starting off place. And um, you know the the speedrunners sort of like um, will take you through what it is they're doing in the game and, and uh, how they're manipulating the game in order to get the, the quickest run. And you might think it's, it, it's a weird thing to watch, but like after a few, you um, uh, it starts to get really, really fascinating. And I also highly recommend um, watching um, some of the uh, Mario Maker runs. They do, uh, they do um, competitive uh, Mario Maker speed runs. 
um, in which someone has uh, a collection of people have made crazy and possibly hard levels and uh, and make these uh, poor people run through them as quickly mm-hmm. as they can. And it's uh, it's uh, pretty delightful to watch. Good recommendations. You guys have lots of homework, lots of things to watch. Uh, I think that's what... Uh, oh, Scott's got one more. Things, things to keep you busy until we get to our next season. Yes, there we go. And that is the end of the bonus content. Yes, it was over too soon, but the next time you hear us, it will be season four. Yes. And we'll be fixing a whole bunch of new broken films. Our guest on this show is Brandon Schatz, who uh, is the co-owner of Varian Edition. It's a wonderful little comic shop here in this uh, in Edmonton. I suggest you take it, check it out. Remember to follow us on all the social medias, Twitters, Facebooks, Instagrams. Rate us on iTunes as well. That really helps us out. And of course, please check out all the other podcasts on the Alberta Podcast Network. Uh, the network's actually quite huge now, so I guarantee you'll find a show tailored to your specific interests. You can listen to our show and shows from the network being broadcast on G-Radio at gradio.ca, and you can find all of us also on the CKUA Radio app. So, until Season 4, buddies, keep watching the skies! Keep watching the skies!